Amen. So I'm Pastor Marshall. Good morning and glad to see everybody here this morning. If you're a first time, thanks for being here. You're an honored guest of ours. We're glad you're here. We're a Reignite family. We believe in reigniting love for God, love for community, and love for all through serving. Um, and we're in our second and final week of our mini-series called Lies and Limitations. Everybody say lies, lies. and limitations. Last week, I talked to you about convenient lies we tell ourselves, things like, I'm good. You know, and the Bible says there's no one good, no, not one. Um, but we say things like that. We're, we conveniently lie to ourselves. Um, also, I told you that everyone on the planet is an Oscar award-winning liar because all of us have lied without being caught, right? Okay, okay. And then I told you we had, because we're Oscar award-winning liars, we need to have fierce conversations with ourselves. We need to come out from beyond ourselves and be real. This is where I am, God, because he already knows anyway. You know, so we need to be real with ourselves in fierce conversations. And then I told you, which led into today, that all lies have limitations. Limitations that hold us and that block us from where we need to be. God wants us to be here, but we have limits because we, we believed a lie, we told a lie, we sold a lie, and God wants us to be further along in certain areas of our lives, but lives have limitations that block us. So if we're honest today, all of us have limitations. Am I right? Just do better, Jonathan, when you, when you nod. All right. So here's what I mean. A limitation is a condition. A limitation is a condition. It's a limited ability or failure which leads to an area of weakness. Man, 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 man. So, with that being said, you may have a weakness for chocolate. Tiffany does. Hey. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there. That wasn't the Holy Spirit. That was all Marshall. Um, you may have a weakness for Pepsi or whatever the case may be. Um, your, your favorite team, you know, you may have a weakness for all kinds of things, women, men, whatever. Um, but that's, so those things may not be limitations. A limitation, again, is a condition of a limited ability or failure, which leads to an area of weakness. In our text today, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, who, uh, who wrote most of the New Testament, he addresses some issues um, in his prayer to God. He's praying to God, and he's being real with God. Previous to where we're going in the previous chapter, we're going to be in chapter 12, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 here in a second. Um, so you can go there on your electronic device or in your Bible. You can turn there. It'll be on the screen in a moment. But previous to chapter 12, Paul is talking about his boastings. He's boasting in all the stuff he's been through. Have you ever been through some stuff? Uh-huh. And we, and we don't normally like to talk about it, but Paul is talking about how he's been shipwrecked, how he's been, he's been lashed, like 40 lashes, you know, because people were hating on him. He was educated and he knew his stuff, you know, but people were hating on him. And, and, and Paul's been through some stuff. He's been in prison. He's been through all this stuff. He's been given a vision of God. All these things he's been through. And then he, he boasts. He flips it. He starts to boast on the things he's been through because he saw God strong in them. Yeah, he saw God strong in them. And so others, when they saw his weakness, when they saw him in prison, you know, they, they might have been tempted to laugh, but how he was maintaining him in prison, how he endured the lashings, 
You know, we've been through some stuff, but we, we fail to give God the glory when, we get, when, we, when we're in the middle of something. Isn't it hard to give God glory when you're in a weak area? When you're in an area of a limitation, when, you, when, you're, when your marriage seems like it's a little shaky or whatever. And yet, you know, people, I, I remember one time when Tiffany and I was going through um, a marriage situation. I was in the Navy, and, um, and, and, and one of my friends was telling me because I, I had looked a little different. You know, I, I was a little disturbed. You know, I wasn't the positive, upbeat marshal that he's used to seeing. And I remember my friend coming to me, Shannon. He was asking me one day, and it shocked me, changed my life. He said, Marco, he said, Marshall. We were best friends. We are still best friends, or good friends. He said, Marshall, is this going to change your faith in God? That let me know. I've heard preachers say it. I've heard people talk about it, but that let me know firsthand. There are certain things that you go through, the areas of weakness that are on display for others to see, and people are taking notice. The Bible is the only, you're the only Bible that some people are going to read. And if they're going to believe and trust in God, they're going to look at your lives sometimes, and they're going to be like, hmm. Is he real? Or man, you know, I need to trust him. I, I need to get on board with him. So anyway, Paul, he's, bra- he's bragging in chapter 11. He's bragging about his, his, his weaknesses, his things that he's been going through. And I want to help somebody today because I know that we are going through some things. We have some limitations, some areas w- that we failed in. And I, and I raise my hand first. I have areas. I didn't say an area. I have areas of failure, of weakness. And I, and I asked the Lord, you know, as I was working on this Lies and Limitations uh, mini-series, I said, Lord, what, what word can I give them that complements, that, that is the full complement of weakness and limitation? And the Holy Spirit told me in my heart, grace. Tell them about grace, Marshall. Preach grace. And so this morning, I'm not going to be long but I want to help somebody this morning. If you'll meet me in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10, we're going to go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 8. This is the Apostle Paul speaking now in chapter 12. He goes on to say, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. He's talking about the thorn in his flesh. The thorn in the flesh is not described in the Bible. It, it doesn't really give a detail of what it was, but he said three times. And I wondered how many times, I'm going to stop right here, how many times have we asked God, would you change something? Would you make this better? And you go into him over and over in, 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 in the Hebrew context of this. Uh, it, it is really talking about, don't, don't focus on the number three. Three it just means that he repeatedly, he, he repeatedly went to the Lord. He sought the Lord for help. Man, let's go on to the, to the next verse. But in verse 9, it says, but he said to me, God said to him, my grace, y'all see it? My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ, Paul goes back and says, therefore, for I will boast more, all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, and this is why, for the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships. Let me know when I get on your porch. Persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Because, you know, when you're weak, that's when he's helping you. 
You're not, you're not in self. It's, it's, not, it's not the, it's not the high-ranking high person on the job that's performing right now. It's, it's not the person with the highest degree that's performing right now. It's him working in me. We all have limitations as part of our humanity. So will you help me preach my sermon today and tell someone next to you, whatever it is you're going through, there's grace for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to talk to you about today. There's grace for that. (laughs) Everyone has a weakness in their lives that may overtake them at some point. Everyone has, will experience some form of anxiety. Paul's talking in chapter 11. He's talking about the pressure of the anxiety. I, I submit to you, I, there's a pressure to preach. There's a pressure to pastor. There's a pressure to be a husband. There's a pressure, there's a pressure to be a boss. There's a pressure to lead other people. There's a, there's a pressure. Paul said in chapter 11, there's a pressure to, to, to facilitate the church. All of us have anxiety. We are, are, at some point, we have anxiety over something, our children or whatever. Sometimes there's anger, there's depression, there's jealousy, there's, there's greed, there's worry. There's all areas of life, there are many areas of life that we may find ourselves failing in. Mm. I, I thought I'd put it on the screen so you guys won't look at your neighbor here and just look and find your thing, your area. We all have areas of weakness. Yeah, all of us. I found it interesting. I, I'm, I'm a reader, so uh, I, I like to watch movies and I like to read. Uh, I, I saw this in a, in a book I read that my daughter gave me for Christmas, um, Unqualified by Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick notes, God wants to do something beyond your abilities, and he is far less intimidated by your failures and limits than you are. I'll read that again. That's so good. God wants to do something beyond your abilities, and he's far less intimidated by your failures and limits than you are. We, we are tripped up by, our, by the things that we are limited by. We are tripped up when people see my weakness, when they know that I don't have my stuff together. You know, oh, my gosh, isn't it so hard? Isn't it so exhausting trying to keep yourself together all the time? I'd rather just God just show up and show you, you know. Man. But in our sin and failure, we try to convince, our sin and failures try to convince us that we don't deserve God's help. That's the problem. Sin and failure, they're like, Mar- they start whispering to you, Marshall, you, you know, Tiffany, um, see, are they going to listen to you now? Are, 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 are you going to go in with that smile now? Because of sin, because of failure. Man, they do a good job. When, you know, when I, when I answered the call to preach many, many years ago, when I answered the call to preach, I waited eight years, church family. I waited eight years because I saw my limitations. I saw my flaws. And I thought, man, Lord, how, how can you call somebody with tattoos? Lord, how can you call somebody that, that has a temper? You know, I'd rather see you get hit by the bus than tell you the bus is coming when you offend me. How can you use me? How can, how can you use me? And then I started looking at all these other people that had it together. Man, your sin and your failure will, will show up in your face, will whisper in your ear and tell you, you know what, God, you're not worthy that he died for you. Man, sometimes the very thing that we're ashamed of is the thing that God will use in your life. Well, I'm glad I answered that call. 
And I'm glad I said he can use me. And I'm glad I said that, God, whatever you're going to do, you know, I'll go back to school, but whatever you're going to do, show up and show out however you're going to use me. I'll be the canvas that you can paint whatever picture on that whatever people say and see, I'm not going to worry about. Grace isn't just amazing. Grace is God's amazing way of motivating us. Oh, man. Grace shows up in your weakness. It shows up in your failures. And you start thinking, you start believing, I can do it again. I'm on Team Jesus. I can do it again. I can do this. In the context of 2 Corinthians 12, Paul has been through a lot. He's been given a revelation. He's been given a good thing. He's been given a revelation. And then he's been given a limitation, both in the same person. And that's how we are sometimes. God will do something good, and then God will show you something that you need. Hey, hey, you need to get this back up. You need to get this up, big boy. He's been given a revelation, and he's been given a revelation of Christ and, the, and, and being in the third heaven and, and, and all that God would do with him, and he's been given a limitation. So if you look with me in, chapter, in verse 7, Paul was given a thorn, a messenger of Satan. He was given a thorn, a messenger of Satan. And, and this is what it says. It says, so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to harass me. Man, don't your failures harass you sometimes? To keep me from becoming conceited, to keep you, though, from being proud, from, being that, that, from thinking that your education makes you all that, to keep you that, you know, from whatever God's blessed you with, your car, the things you have has, has made you all that, to keep you conceited. Sometimes, and this is what I found, this is, oh man, when I read this, I was like, Lord, I never saw this before, I got to share it with the people. This is what I found. I didn't know that God was sin a problem by using the devil. He would, he would, he would allow the devil to be my proxy to a problem. I didn't know that he would do that, that God would authorize that. Man, it's amazing to me that God used, it says in verse 7, that God would use a Satan to be the messenger, that he would be the proxy for God to share and expose Paul's weakness, and it would be seen by others. But when God shows off your weakness, that means that everybody's going to see his strength. Oh, my gosh, pastor preaching. You're preaching to me, pastor. Mm. When, I began, when I first began following God, I didn't know. I didn't know Shannon. I didn't know that he would do that, that he would use even my biggest adversary, the enemy of my soul, to expose my failure, to expose my weakness. But he did. But he did. Because God can work all things together for the good. He can use my good days, and he can use my bad days. He can use what I'm good at, and he can use what I fail at. He can use what I'm strong in, and he can use what I'm weak in. He can use the things that I desire and the things that I want, the things that I have and the things that I don't have. He's in my past. He's in my present. He's in my future. God can use every part of you. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. I knew that Satan could separate. He could separate me from God, but I didn't know that he could be used. But, you know, when I think back to Job, when I think back to Job, Satan goes before Job. It says when the angels of the Lord, when all the, when all the angels of the Lord came before God every morning, that Satan was one of them. And, 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 and God asked, he said, where do, you, where do you come from? Even though he's all-knowing. 
He wants you to say, he always wants you to reveal. That's why you should always pray. He says, where, where you come from? And he says, walking up and down on earth and going back and forth on it. And, he, and Satan, uh, God asks, he said, have you considered my servant, Marshall, Ed? Have you considered them? God initiated your request. Have you considered my servant, Job? And he said, oh, yes, I have. I can imagine him rubbing his hands again. Oh, yes, I have. But he's got a hedge of protection around him. If you move the hedge of protection around him, I, I'll be able to afflict him. I'll be able to expose him. And God said, I'm going to let you do it. But you can only go so far. You can't hurt him. And then he came back again. Y'all know the story? And he came back again. And he came back a third time. And God said, well, okay, well, you can do it, but it's not going to be on death. Because God is all about showing and exposing your weakness so that everybody can see his strength. Man, if Paul had a counselor, if Paul had a counselor, I believe they would tell him this today. If he had a counselor, they would say, Paul, you need to keep it. You know, I I know we see this this weakness, but I I think, Paul, I think you need to write down these things. You need to have a positive mental attitude, Paul. I know you're going through some stuff, but just keep a positive mental attitude. If he had a counselor today, that's what he would probably tell him. He would probably also tell him, Paul, keep an keep a inner strength about you. Paul, just, just get stronger. Just, just be mentally strong in your heart and mind. And here's a fan favorite. They would say, they would probably say if he had a counselor today, Paul, Paul would probably hear, just get more faith. Increase your faith. If you increase your faith, it'll get better. Oh, man. This would be fine. If spiritual health only was consistent of increasing your sheer will. Yeah, it would be fine if sheer will would make things better. If sheer will would do it, then I would have already been better. Yeah, yeah. But spiritual health grows in the soil of honesty. Yeah. So when Paul pleaded, God prescribed. Man. That's something you might need to write down. When Paul pleaded with God, when he prayed to God, when he pleaded with God, God prescribed. And I want to prescribe to you. I was already descriptive, but I want to be prescriptive now. If I could be the doctor today and minister to you. Paul, Paul got what I'm about to give you. He got verse 9. And verse 9 is the, is the answer to whatever you are going through, whatever problem you have in your life, whatever weakness or failure that you're going to experience and I'm going to experience, Paul has gotten the same thing that you're about to get right now. It says in verse 9, the prescription to the problem, my grace. Whose grace? His grace. His grace. It's the grace of Jesus. It's the grace of Jesus. It's the grace of Jesus. Remember, it's not your grace. You don't deserve it. But the grace of Jesus my grace. That's the first thing you know, I want you to understand. When it comes to grace, when it comes to the answer, when it comes to the prescription that you need, it's outside of you. My grace. My grace, he says. And, and if, God, if God would never fail, neither will his grace. His grace. The next word, I'm just going to give you the words, the words. My grace, my grace is. My grace is. Is means right now. His grace is for the moment. That means it's in the past. If you were in the past, it's in the present, and it's in the future when you get to the future. It's for the moment. It's moment by moment. His grace is for now. His grace is for now in here. His grace is when you go out there. His grace is on Monday. Wherever you are in the moment, his grace is there. His grace is already there. Man, 
It's moment by moment. But then he says, my grace is sufficient. Oh, gosh. It's enough. It's enough. And in actuality, it's more than enough. It's more than enough. The problem with this is, though, church, if we're going to be honest, I like to be honest and transparent with you. The problem with this is we usually don't believe God's grace is sufficient until we see that we are insufficient. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. We don't believe that his grace is sufficient until we're exposed to our insufficiency. That's, that's what the problem is. But he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Tell somebody next to you, for you. It's, it's, if he would have said, Paul, it was my grace is, uh, was sufficient for you, Paul. If he would have said, my grace was sufficient for the Jews and not the Gentiles. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. You need to receive that. My grace is sufficient for you. We don't deserve God's kindness, but he gives it to us anyway. He places it on us anyway. Uh, the other day, the other day, I was in a restaurant um, with drinks with a couple. Coffee, tea, water. <laughs> We're having drinks. Not saying, well, anyway, that's a whole other song. Um, We're having drinks. Conversation was good. Lasted about an hour. We got ready to get up and leave, and it was a miracle that I didn't order food because when I came home, Tiff's like, what did you eat? I was like, I didn't order anything. I just had food. I mean, I just had some drinks. She's like, drinks? Because she knows I like to eat. I'm a foodie. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to hear the story. So, so we got ready. We got ready to get up, and, um, and the waiter comes over, high-fives me, and he's like, hey. And I was like, hey, we need to get our cab. He said, oh, don't worry about it. You're good. So I recovered. And it surprised me. And I don't know why God's grace always surprises me. But he said, it's covered. You're good. And I thought to myself, oh, my God. Because, you know, in the small things, I always give God glory. I always thank him. If you buy me a Pepsi or something, I won't freak you out. But when I turn away, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. So in the big things, it's easy. It's easy for me to give him glory over the big things. But I let that guy know. I was like, man, God used you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Aren't we surprised by the grace of God sometimes when it just shows up in our lives? And I'm so glad there's grace for that. I didn't debate it. I didn't try to figure out who it was that prompted him to, tell, to, to pay our debt. I just simply accepted it. And that's what I want you to know. Grace is simple. Grace is that simple. Even though you didn't deserve it, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So God sees our limitations, and he even makes plans to plan around them. Remember, grace is the one word that, that complements our weakness. When something complements your life, it completes it. Oh, man, I'll say that again. When something complements your life, it completes it. Uh, uh, it completes it while being in the process of perfecting it. That's why I say, that's why I say I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not a perfect church, but we're a perfected church. We're, we're on a church, we're a church that's being perfected. I'm getting better. I'm better this year than I was last year. I'm better this month than I was last month. Last year, I would have slapped you. This year, I'm praying for you. <laughs> Just to understand compliment, I, I wanted to give a story. You know how I am, I try to make things simple. Not to be too heady and too wordy, even though I like words. 
I thought about the compliment. How can I show them how grace compliments in our moment of weakness? In the moment. Everybody say in the moment. Yes, yes. I thought about the movie Jerry Maguire. And in the movie Jerry Maguire, I'm not promoting the movie. I'm just giving a story. In the movie Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise plays Jerry. He's a sports agent. He's a sports agent who's trying to get his life together. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Jerry, Tom Cruise, walks into the room full of women. And he asks the ladies, he says, he comes in the room and he sees the ladies and he says, you know, hey, I'm looking for my wife. Because he doesn't see her initially. And then the wife stands up. Renee Zellwinger, she stands up and exposes herself. And, and now he's embarrassed. You know, they've been through some stuff. They have been separated. He says, look for my wife. And she stands out. She comes out. And she sa- he says to her, okay, this is where it has to happen. See, sometimes we don't want it to happen right here. We don't want it to happen around people. We, 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 we're worried about being exposed. And he said, if this is where it has to happen, this is where it has to happen. He said, we had a big day, but it wasn't complete because you weren't there. No matter what you go through, if God ain't there, it's not complete. But he looks at, he looks at Renee across the room of all these other judgmental eyes, and he, but he says, but you, in so many words, he says, but you complete me. Tell someone next to you, he completes me. Tell him, tell him, tell him with conviction. Tell him, he completes me. Yes, that's, that's what great, grace wants you to know, grace wants you to recognize this, that wherever you are, no matter where, what you're going through, in the middle of your breakdown, Grace wants, to know, wants you to know that he completes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever this needs to happen, maybe it needs to happen right now. As, as, our, as our praise team come back up, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to ask them to come back up and, and give us a song. And I want you to know that God wants to complete you with his grace. Whatever you're going through, for your failures, your, your, your shortcomings, wherever you, whatever you need grace for, there's grace for that. There's grace for that, church. There's grace for that. But if it needs to happen here, then this is where it needs to happen. He wants to complete you. He wants to compliment you. So last week we talked a little bit about the altar. And so for those of you that weren't here, we're going to talk about it again. Um, But the altar is a place that serves as the center of worship. It's a space for prayer, for communion, and for other sacred purposes. There's a visible reminder in Romans 12.1 that says, present yourself as a living sacrifice. It's a place where we get to just surrender it all. You can surrender in your seat, in your car, in your house. You can close your eyes and you're just thinking to yourself and surrender whatever you need to you. But in church, this is our altar. Mm. This is where we come to lay it all down.
Um, if it needs to happen, let it happen today. Would you stand? If there's grace needed for an area, the altar's open. Sing church, sing church.
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. your people, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let's remain in the spirit of prayer just for one more minute. One more minute. Let's get comfortable with silence. Lord, we thank you that you spoke today spoke in our hearts, Lord, you revealed some things, some areas where we struggle, areas where we failed. But Lord, you give us, you give us hope today, Lord, that we can, we can press on because of you. And so, Father, we, we submit our, our hearts open to you, Lord, to your altar, to your in your sanctuary, Lord. This is where it had to happen. It had to happen today. And so, Father, we thank you for grace. There's grace for everything that we struggle with. So, Father, we ask that you will help us, Lord, to pick ourselves up and to lift our heads up. For when an enemy sees our head down, he gets happy, but he just doesn't know that we're praying in that moment. So, Father, we thank you. We ask you to bless your people this week. In your name we pray.